When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Riffers. This is Riffs and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunty gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riffwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about minor properties. Nathan, what are minor properties? They're like minors, but with properties. What is it in reference to? Absolutely no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And yet again, we see why reading the books is a good thing. No, in all seriousness, minor properties are a seriously underappreciated and missed aspect of magic items that are briefly mentioned in the Dungeon Master's Guide just when talking about magic items. But for reasons that are just not clear to me, It's something that most DMs have no idea exist, which is a damn shame. So in the book, there is just a D20 chart that just lists 20 ways to just add a minor property to two magic items. So it's not something that like increases the power of a magic item. It's not something that increases the rarity or even necessarily the cost. It's just something that like makes a magic item feel more unique just by giving it some neat property. So I'm not going to necessarily even go through just the full chart of 20 because it is just the use of minor properties that I care about for the sake of this episode. So I'm just going to mention a couple of them in particular. So there is one that immediately comes to mind for me. And Nathan, this is the only one that I know you would have heard of because we talked about this before. You just don't remember. Unbreakable. The item can't be broken. Special means must be used to destroy it. No, never heard of it. Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, because we've talked before about how Bag of Holdings are stupidly dangerous by rules as written. Like the fact that they can just be cut or pierced to just break the extra dimensional space is insane. There is no way that it would be just so commonly used an item with so glaring a weakness. However, again, this is a minor property, something that magically speaking is relatively insignificant, but is really important practically. So by giving a bag of holding this unbreakable property, that suddenly becomes a significantly more viable item and is just a smart thing to do. So to make use of minor properties in your game is just something that is highly recommended. So Actually, uh, before I do go into, you know, pricing and that kind of stuff, let me mention a few other just examples, because obviously Unbreakable is amazing, but they're not all just like that, you know, potentially useful a thing. Some of them are just kind of more story use. So another one that I like, 
gleaming. This item never gets dirty. So it's basically just a prestidigitation effect just applied to the item in question. And I just think that that's neat from the story perspective. So it would be kind of cool if you do have like a paladin, for example, that just gets like a gleaming armor because it's just a kind of neat storytelling thing that you then just have this paladin whose armor is always just perfectly clean no matter what the party deals with. So unless you're a DM like Nathan, who hates for people to be clean in disgusting situations, it's a logical thing to exist in world. Another one that I quite like, War Leader. The bear can use an action to cause his or her voice to carry clearly for up to 300 feet until the end of the bearer's next turn. So in other words, magical megaphone. That is something that could have a lot of fun use in a clever character's hands. So imagine if you have a bard that is able to basically make use of a magical megaphone to have just like a short concert or to give like a rousing speech to a crowd. Like this is a magical megaphone. A rousing speech. Mm. God damn it, Nathan. <laughs> I mean, it is a bard, so you're not wrong, but... But the point being, though, like none of these properties are like particularly powerful, but they can be useful. They can be interesting from a storytelling perspective. So another one that's quite neat. Key. The item is used to unlock a container, chamber, vault or other entryway. So you can use this to be a plot hook for the party. So imagine they go through some particularly dangerous tomb and then they find at the end this fancy dagger. And then, you know, they can either immediately recognize or even discover later that like this dagger has a particularly odd shape to it because this is in fact the key to some greater treasure. And then you are able to use a simple magic item that they find earlier in the campaign as a potential plot hook that can be used at some distant point in the future even it might be something that they are nowhere near ready for at the current moment but again from the world building perspective it lets them know that there are other things out there in the world other places out there in the world for them to look forward to exploring which is just a good thing for dungeon masters too build in their world so without me actually reading off the list i'm curious nathan can you just think up some other properties that just might be useful to be able to apply to items uh is there like one that makes your item glow like a light i well kind of so one of the options is the fact that is illusion that it can just have some type of illusion on it to have it appear a certain way but i don't think there actually is one that is just oh no there we go beacon could use a bonus action hey. to constantly shed bright light in a 10 foot radius and dim foot for an additional 10 feet so yes you can make it glowy the, the reason why i asked that is because i vaguely know that you, there's a like a light smell that does the exact same thing so i was like mm, that's probably there yeah yeah there is so what's also kind of funny i'm curious tell me if this one sounds familiar to you nathan Sentinel. Choose a kind of creature that is an enemy of the item's creator. These, this item glows faintly when such a creature when such creatures are within 120 feet of it. Is it Sting? It's Sting. So, like, if you think about Lord of the Rings, like they have named weapons that, you know, like, they have with them for generations. If you consider that Sting passes, you know, from Bilbo to Frodo, 
but that is uh, like it's not a particularly powerful sword but it is special in world because of the fact that it does grant that warning when it has like the when it, it is i don't remember is it orcs goblins or evil creatures i don't remember exactly which one it is for sting but the point for sentinel though in D, you can have a magic item here that is you know antithetical to some specific type of creature so maybe I, you I have, do have to say hmm? i do have to say that named weapons are very cool absolutely and honestly that is something that fifth edition DD does not do great at this point in time or at least dungeon masters nowadays don't do often enough for my taste to just have items be named because names are power it gives a much stronger attachment splinter. to an item that has a name. Exactly. <laughs> Goodbye. So sad. <laughs> and like, to, exactly. Like to give a weapon a name and something that makes it unique can just create a much stronger tie to the item in question than just the fact that like, oh, I just have a plus one armor. Like, no, no, no. This is, you know, I don't know. Raven's Repost, something that was made to be worn by a cleric of the Raven Queen to help protect them until it is their you know proper time to die. And then like it's something that it's just a short description that can just make an item feel so much more important to just give a name and a, just a sentence description. And again, a minor property like one of these that we've mentioned to just make it a more useful and just more unique item to exist and even besides like the mechanical benefits i've mentioned so that is the more common use well sorry let me rephrase the more uncommon use of minor properties there are also just other charts in that same section which is just descriptions attached to items that has an intended like use or creator of magic items to just make them again more unique because to give the magic items that your players find is just an important thing so just to look at some of the other charts there so intended use blah 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 okay elemental fire the item is warm to the touch. Any metal parts are made from black iron. Sigils of flames cover its surface. Shades of red and orange are the prominent colors. Like, there's nothing super mechanically beneficial there, but it's fucking cool. But I hope that I'm able to just convey, like, this is something that is just severely underutilized in 5th edition, and I, I just can't understand why. It is so useful and theoretically easy to just add some of this history and potentially additional magic to these items. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But even aside from the normal 
chart that does exist with that d20 list i mentioned there's also other thing that you can look at for the sake of inspiration just for you as the dm to just add more to a magic item so i'm curious nathan um we did talk about artifacts a while back do you remember when we talked about the the properties involved with artifacts uh what was that atonement attunement what was about that it? one you got a tune and you can only can do tree. <laughs> no, that that's just a rule for any magic items that require two well, minutes that you can do three. Yeah, I can't remember shit then. <laughs> God damn it. So anyway, where I was going with that, there are additional charts in the artifacts section, like in the Dungeon Master's Guide, where there are beneficial and detrimental properties that you can add to artifacts. However, those charts have some really fucking cool ideas in them and that I don't see any reason of why you couldn't just apply some of that to other magic items because they're useful and some of them are really neat. So even just looking at the minor beneficial properties, while attuned to the item, you gain proficiency in one skill of the DM's choice. So that would be a kind of cool idea. Imagine that like there is a you know, staff that used to belong to some powerful druid and while attuned, you have proficiency in the perception skill. Like, that's pretty cool. And again, it's a kind of world building thing because you're introducing this character now who is just, you know, some historical figure. So maybe this is an item that, you know, they lost at some point and might actually just want back if they're still alive or that, you know, they have and there's an heir who's trying to find the item to get it back because it, you know, was again lost to time. Like even just something as simple as a skill being added to an item just can make it massively beneficial to just a player character. Because to be honest, a lot of the time there can be player characters that just have a particular skill that they want to get training in but just don't have the opportunity very easily to do so. So maybe it is just something that isn't on their class list, isn't on their preferred background, like mechanically speaking, but that there's something that they just want to for the sake of the story that they're trying to tell for their character. Like, so from the more meta perspective, you as a dungeon master can just make up a new magic item then that has this to, let's say, give a, you know, I don't know, uh, just character who wants persuasion, but doesn't have that on their normal list available. So maybe you do have then, you know, a staff that used to belong. I just use staff on the first one. Why did I do that again? Um, OK, let's say it is a dagger then that used to belong to some, you know, charming rogue at some point in the past. And again, historically, like historical world now, you can decide, oh, OK, this belongs to a famous rogue. Maybe there is a thieves guild who wants this item as like a status symbol. Or maybe it's the kind of thing like whoever owns this dagger is considered to be like the leader of this guild. And so like the current people who are running it want to make damn sure that like they get it or at least that you don't have it so you can use something that you make up to world build like you can do it retroactively but anyway and even just for more fun let's say that again you know charming rogue is the one who you know typically will have this dagger so now a uh, pc rogue has it but even just to add a little more fun let's just say that okay they get proficiency with persuasion but then that they also get that uh 
Oh, what did I just call it? The thing that the minor property that lets you a war leader, the one that lets you speak up to 300 feet. So th so you can have more than one on an item. There's no reason that you can't unless, of course, you as DM just make such a rule. But you could have it be OK. So this dagger grants the rogue persuasion proficiency as well as a you know, magical megaphone to just be able to talk to a crowd and imagine just like the in story. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if you see a rogue that is just speaking into a dagger that they have to just point at their own face to talk to get this effect? It, it's a kind of neat visual. So then you have mechanical benefit, fun storytelling benefit, world building benefit with a single goddamn magic item. Damn. <laughs> and and that's just, again, with a single minor beneficial property from the artifacts list, a single minor property as well, just from the just general list in the Dungeon Master's Guide. And there are, again, multiple charts that have all of these potential things in them. However, one thing that can also be fun, I don't I haven't talked about it extensively, but I really don't like cursed magic items i think that generally speaking cursed magic items have inconvenient effect like it's not interesting to me in any way shape or form however there are detrimental properties that are mentioned in the artifact section as well and some of those are honestly more interesting to me so something that is honestly worth consideration Okay, let's just say that you do want to make use of these kinds of properties on other items. You can make the choice as a DM. Maybe the way that magic works in your world, it can only be done with a trade-off. So maybe you can only have a beneficial property if you also have a detrimental property. And some of those can be kind of neat. So just looking at the minor properties here, one that I like, while you're attuned to the item, Animals within 30 feet of you are hostile towards you. So that's the kind of thing that could be really dangerous at low levels, but could be kind of a funny storytelling beat for a higher level character that could deal with that more easily. Yeah, so like a, a, a small dog starts attacking the party and then you just crush it beneath your foot, you know? Well, uh, I was thinking more of just like in a pack of wolves situation that'd be real <laughs> bad at low levels while at high levels it's just like no bad doggies fireball but the thing is that's the kind of thing that as a dungeon master that gives you a lot of ammunition because just animals within 30 feet it doesn't mention like trained or untrained so it could mean that like they can never ride a horse again if you're gonna be like really strict about it like there is a lot of ammunition in that one and some of them are even just a little bit silly so while attuned to the item you must eat and drink six times the normal amount each day so that's just a kind of weird thing that might, that, that, that's might have can, to deal can, with can you, can you imagine mid-fight you're just like Give me a sec, guys. So <laughs> you just pull out, <laughs> you pull out your, your snacks and you're like nomming on something mid-battle. Yeah, like, like as a dungeon master, like you would, I would suggest you make a choice, though, of like, does that mean they just have to eat six times the amount per meal? Or do they have to eat a meal six times as often? Because that is a very different situation. But, oh, man, that could just be incredible. Like, are they just constantly eating like Brad Pitt in any movie he's in? <laughs> mate, 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 can you imagine? It's just like, I shall defeat you. He's holding his blade, but you see Cheeto dust on his hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like, it's, 
there's a lot of ideas on these charts that it could just be really bad or just inconvenient. And like, that's kind of the point of it just being a detriment to the character. So if you wanted to just have it be like one pro, one con, that could be kind of neat, like from the world building angle that like if you have like a world where magic is in balance, you know, yada, 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 then that could be a cool way to, again, add flavor to your magic items. And that is really just all I'm trying to say with all of this. The use of minor properties in your game can be used to add more life to your magic items and to your world. We somehow did it in time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, quick stinger because. For fuck's uh, sake. <laughs> uh, P.S. Sorry, folks. Just one more extra detail that I really ought to mention. Yes, there are a lot of charts in the Dungeon Master's Guide about all this. However, make shit up on your own. Do not limit yourself to the charts that exist. Making things up to suit your game, your style, and your world is the way to go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 